Hi there, this is Cindy Tonkin. I'm the Consultants Consultant. I work with data science teams, helping them work even smarter, faster and nicer. If you're brilliant and you want to be even better, this is the podcast for you. This is Cindy Tonkin. This is Smarter Data People. Today's podcast guest is Dr. Christina Igasto. Christina, it was a pleasure to talk with Christina. She's from uh, Sweden and has a strong background in healthcare. Um, she's loving living in Australia and she's got some very interesting insights on what makes a good data person and especially about what changes in the way people pay attention when they get what you're talking about or not. Uh, listen in. My background, um, I used to say that I'm like a best tech mo- woman mm-hmm. uh, because I really think it's, I have a experience and, and really um, interest in technology, but I want to use the technology as an enabler to improve business or customer for people in general. Uh, so I started as a young uh, tech, uh, technology interested girl and I grew up with, with a family with both sides like healthcare side and, and, and technology side and we were playing a lot and my, my dad encouraged that so I continue um, studying some, some nursing because I, because I thought that was where mm-hmm. I was supposed to go but I still was you know longing for this technology mm-hmm. so I changed the path after I went to US as an exchange student and um, Okay, and decided to let's go into study uh, technology mm-hmm. and then studied computer science so I could have the whole from technology, hard technology to the more softer uh, software development. So, and that's um, that's how I uh, studied, and then I started into a PhD working to improve healthcare uh, from the professional and the patient side, um, working. Um, I was my PhD was in artificial intelligence mm-hmm. and image analysis and uh, teaching and doing research together with um, physician radiologists. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow! So yeah, and you're deep into the whole whole healthcare and data and using information. Yeah, that's where I have my core passion for improving the healthcare, both from uh, I mean. Outermost is like for the patient and the consumer. Uh, so working with that, we also need to kind of improve the the data, information, knowledge, actions from the for the clinical personnel or the businesses in general. So that's. Uh, but I also, this is. Gen- I mean, I've been working in mining and manufacturing and and, and those kind of areas as well. Um, and even though my the healthcare is my where I have my heart solving those mm-hmm. complex problems this is in general also mm, absolutely and you're working with customer crunch at the moment yes i'm working with customer crunch are yeah allowed, are you allowed to say what you're saying what you're working on yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean customer crunch uh, is working with tailor solutions customer solutions mm-hmm. and uh, uh we have like we have a strong um capability of data analytics of mm-hmm. course but we also work as um 
consultant for commercial consultancy and also with um, marketing. And when it comes to data, uh, and everyone is talking about, you know, uh, artificial intelligence, big data, mm-hmm. um, uh, emerging technologies, or, or yeah, we need to get, and, yeah, yeah, and you want to get all this insight and you would like to have this prescriptive analysis, you know, going from descriptive and, and, and predictive and then prescriptive. And um, part of that, you also need to work with that digital transformation. And I want to spend a little bit, one minute on that. Because sure, uh, coming from Europe and, and working in the uh, healthcare space mostly in this area, the digital, digital transformation as a word has changed. It's, it's, it's been like coming from, from some sites, it's like marketing, yes. uh, where you kind of use your, your mobile or your social things and you integrate them into your marketing um, procedures and you use them as a digital transformation. That is not the case I'm talking about. I'm talking about business transformation using emerging technology mm-hmm. to transform your business to be able to be there tomorrow because mm-hmm. uh, and that's where digital transformation is today yeah. in general in the in the whole world so it depends a little bit and it still covers the marketing side but it's like a uh, it's it goes like process wise in the whole business mm-hmm. and if you don't work uh, on in this like goes from strategy from your business course business strategy mm-hmm. through your people mm-hmm. both your partners your internal people and your customers it's a relationship you know and mm-hmm. then you go through uh, processes what processes do you need to depending if you're a government agency you might need to improve um, and uh, improve like um, regulations legislations policies working policies whatever it is and then it's technology and then it's measurement and you know mm-hmm. That's so. So the, I used to say the technology is the easiest part, not really necessarily mm-hmm. only, but you know, just buying this emerging te- technology or even having your old technology and using that to be able to do some analysis or, or um, you know, improving some product development or whatever you need to do. You need to do the whole transformation from building your strategies. Uh, together, your business strategy together with your technology strategy, merge these together, respect that they're multi-layered, mm-hmm. complex things yeah. that you need to work through on the whole thing, on the people level as well. Yeah. Do you need to educate your people? Do you need to, you know, when you recruit, are you going to recruit differently? There are so many questions about also just the employees yeah. and the customer understanding, you know, you know, so you've people. got to integrate it into your business. Yeah. It can't just be, oh, we'll just stick a data strategy on top of everything no. else. It has to be integrated with yeah. more and more what you need And also what, what, what the very typical is that okay we have this cool emerging technology let's buy that we invest in that yeah we, we spend hmm, millions of dollars with this whole, yeah 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 and then it goes into the business and then you have the internal force standing there okay this didn't make any change for me you know yeah. you have the customer saying hey i can't still communicate with my physician or my my business in the way i would like to do to be able to to as I will would like to do as a customer mm-hmm. or you know and it's like because you haven't you actually you can't just just you know pull in the or put in the technology in like a silo somewhere you know <laughs> and then in, yeah. and plug it in and then don't get the process to work mm-hmm. because then it's then it's a little bit waste of your investments um so you mentioned uh essentially that it's got to be part of the strategy how do you explain do you have special ways or special methods you like to use to help explain to people complex concepts like 
what would be used to explain to us now, but is there a, do you like to use a metaphor? Do you like to, how do you? Do you mean how, how do, do, you how do I that? You're explain to that? Senior, if you're talking straight to a board or an ex yeah, I do that. taking on mm. this on, what, yeah. what's, what do you do when you're approaching that presentation? What do you think about? What do you take into consideration? The first thing I do is actually what is their problem? Where are they? I mean, where are they actually, yeah. you know, um, um, where do they have their mindset? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I kind of try to, you know, ex- get explanation of where are they, where are they, where, where is this group in the mindset and what are their problems at, you know, at this um, um, specific time. And also from that, I break it down into uh, kind of transform that into their kind of languages, depending on who they are. Right. Their, their jargon and all that Yeah. Stuff. And then kind of structured also. And also one thing that's really, uh, I'm a very visual person. So I, I also draw and I have some presentation, but I rather draw and talk yeah. to them and also going through, you know, you have that business idea that you actually have and you need to work with your, your, your vision, mission and values, even though it's like kind of being those used words and kind of break it down to your business strategy. And then from there, you need to pull, put your technology into that context Right. Rather than so, you do a data and going, no, like, exactly, yeah. And yeah. that, with that being said, so when you talk to the board, that's how I approach it. But then you also need to realize and also talk to the board and realize that now we're going from top down mm-hmm. to get this to actually work is also to go from your department's heads yes. and uh, from and bottom the up, same thing, yeah. and then this will meet. Yes. So. Um, and that's really important to be able to be successful in this uh, because that's what I'm kind of getting to that you also need to get because these guys that's working daily with this they are so creative and so skilled and they know what their problems on the day to day is and the board also knows from the board level their problem but if these can't be articulated so they meet yes they will miss the target and it will be like oh you know those guys upstairs you know the leadership they don't understand and we guys are struggling you know and we yeah. don't get that uh, support yeah. that we need and then we kind of fail what we're actually going to deliver the competitive value to mm. for the business so uh, and that's what i think is so cool because it's such a complex dynamic uh, question it's like people involved and it's like the technology is the easiest part. It's just harder things, you know. It's like cables, oh, your totally. pole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you've recruited data analysts in the past. What makes a good or a bad data analyst? Uh, good data analyst is, um, I think the, the one thing that I always try to find out the first thing is their uh, motivation to the solving problem. Okay, how do you mean? Uh, and it doesn't really need to be, I don't need to ask about their computer science background, the math ba- background, their statistics background in the first instance. Mm-hmm. It's more of, you know, I'm giving you this problem, you know, um, could be some really, I don't know, bake a cake or whatever, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. that has nothing to do. You don't have these, you know, um, tools to use and you don't have that. So how do you solve the problem or how do you articulate that you're going to solve the problem and how do you explain it? Mm-hmm. Because I think that's one thing that's very important that you have. You, you, 
you do have, and then I also, of course, want to know, you know, their computer science skills and the math, math and, and skills. That's kind of and like, that's kind of, look at them if they don't have one, No, right? of course. So I don't so get, I don't get Exactly, you're right. Yeah, you're right. And so I want to uh, try to understand. But what I also do when I do recruit people is that I also kind of look at the team they're going to land in. Right. So depending on where I have, like... Um, vacancy in like you yes, know kind of niche. Yes. yeah and that's kind of a human being and also skill uh, right. you know level of perspective because um some some and i've been teaching these students for many years as well and they in in general they can be a little bit introvert mm -hmm. not necessarily all but they can be and that could be that's that's a really good thing mm -hmm. uh most of the time but sometimes you need to have someone that also has the ability to to talk to the business or, or mm -hmm. at least be able to articulate it so it's understandable yeah. uh, from, um, you know. So that's a skill that not every analyst has? Um, I would say they have the skills. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't think that we necessarily all of us, me included and you included, I mean, we all, we, we all don't have all that Correct. capability. Yeah, you know, the whole menu. No, yeah. the whole menu. So depending on who I need to fill in the gaps for, I need to look that, you know, that that person mm -hmm. has that kind of uh, part of that menu, as I put it. Now you yeah. mentioned teaching. Where did you teach and what were you teaching? I was teaching artificial intelligence mm -hmm. and image analysis at Umeå University in Sweden, mm -hmm. where okay. I also study myself, yeah. Oh, excellent. So I was uh, teaching artificial intelligence for nine, nine years, yes. Okay, mm -hmm. excellent. So you've, you've been well acquainted with the smart people of this universe. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's, that's also one very interesting um, kind of reflection that I've made when you're teaching this this data analytics kind of um, group because I was teaching interactive design people also and cognitive science people mm -hmm. that taking that kind of program is that um, now I'm generalizing but yeah. still uh, these bright uh, data analysts or computer science students um, when you kind of lose them when you're teaching, you know, when you're teaching yeah. and you kind of feel that you have like everyone with you in the room, but they don't necessarily say much. It's more like questions here and there and kind of, you know, how they look at you and everything. When you lose a general a data science student is when they become very quiet. Ah. Um, and when I, when I lose a student for interactive design, that's, also be studying psychology and um, but also programming and mm -hmm. computer science they're more going hey Christina you lost I me it. I don't <laughs> get it and I kind of think that's so cool because it's also um, you, you need to kind of adjust to that as a teacher knowing mm -hmm. that okay there's different this groups different so that comes back to also when you have them as a work when you employ them it yeah. doesn't necessarily need to be bad that they can't be that articulate or get their emotions out in that uh, very clear way um, you need to to learn how to analyze that anyway mm -hmm. so that, that's do a good you, trait do you have any i mean i know when we spoke to aaron uh he talked about uh using a model he talks about phlegmatics. It's basically it's a it's a disc kind of profiling kind of thing. Oh yeah, the Demartini. Yeah, no, not Demartini. No, no. Um, oh, Meyer Briggs. 
No, it doesn't no. like Myers-Briggs, but you, obviously you're... Are, yeah. are there things like Myers-Briggs, like DISC, like that you use in yeah, your this, brain? This case, you like, yeah, this case, yeah. Yeah, we, we do. Yeah. And I mean, I've been working in a, in a larger organization where we have like an HR uh, policies. So we do this uh, personal tests. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, I mean... They're good. Mm-hmm. Um, there are this, things done. Yeah, exactly. In a psychometric, you know, kind of a mm-hmm. assessment. But um, I give you some, you know, indications. But from there, you also need to know that they're not mapping everything. So you yeah, still exactly. need to, yeah. And also, so. you take into account that if they think you want an extrovert, they're going to answer the question. Mm. As if they're an extrovert, mm. even if none of their behavior indicates yeah. that. Yeah. And the social yeah. improved element of, yeah, yeah mm. et cetera. I mean, there's a there's that wonderful book, uh, um, Susan Cain, about introverts, basically mm. saying in America mm. she felt marginalized just mm. because she wasn't an extrovert. Yeah. Um, and you've, you've exactly. witnessed the US culture yeah. from the outside, so mm. you probably would have noticed that kind yeah. of behavior. Yeah. And whether you're an extrovert or not, you have to behave like one in mm. public. Yeah. Um, which can be and tricky. Yeah. And I, as I also used to say that I'm kind of, I mean, everyone's like, oh, you're so extroverted, Christina, because I'm that kind of person that likes to be, you know, standing on stage to having mm-hmm. talks and everything, mm-hmm. uh, teaching, you know, mm-hmm. interacting with people. But I'm also introvert. Oh, so, so so it's like, because um, I have that, you know, uh, especially when I was like, when I go into my, so my like, like you know, computer science or computer science, mm-hmm. um, you, um, you, I need to, when I'm analyzing, when I go into that mm-hmm. kind of thinking mode, um, I would really like to be alone and don't have too much people around me. And um, yeah, mm. so it's always it's always a, um, so it's, like a, it's it's always a spectrum, and yeah. it depends where on the spectrum you are and to whom you're comparing mm. yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Com- compared to uh, I don't know, let's say if I were to compare myself to someone who's out drinking every night and mm. have a party every mm. night, and no, no, I'm not particularly extroverted. Mm. But compare myself to most <laughs> data analysts. I'm very yeah, introverted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's so, the same with all those personality mm, traits. So yeah. you're obviously you're familiar with MBTI. You pay attention to that. Is there anything else that you use, like when you're constructing a presentation, for example, will you think about the styles of the people that you're presenting to? Oh, of course, of course, yeah. always. Um, so, so there was I was going to also the board. I mean, you need to kind of know how the audience, what audience you have, mm-hmm. to be able to kind of try to hit. Um, the right um, the right buttons the right buttons yeah. and, and and the levels so that's really important and that's that's kind of interesting that's this I like that yeah, so because yeah. it's uh, about relationship and understanding people totally. and and yeah, and also uh, I think it's important to try to look at this as, as a conversation yeah. and I know I mean now Today, the students has like, you know, the cell phones and they Google everything. And I was teaching, um, you know, way back. And then I started going to more working in, in um, enterprises. And so when I was you in, in uni teaching, I ended teaching in 2011. Mm-hmm. So it has it had come, you know, the smartphone and everything. Yes. But it wasn't as it is today. But it had started. And that made me, even back then to you know try to change my 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 education or my teaching during mm-hmm. during the the 
lectures because um, you wanted more to interact, more have a discussion to, you know, bring them in than just, you know, kind of throw it all out on a PowerPoint and then just, no, you need to build a conversation with them. And I I think that's cool. That's really good. Because then it's also also research because research should be fresh. Yes. So it's just, I mean, and you need to have that critical, of course, when you Google, you can't buy everything that's on, on Google, but you need to have that critical thinking and, mm. and more talk to them about that you know is everything right you know where do you get that source um and also ground that into research mm. yeah absolutely and i guess that carries over exactly into talking to a board or a yeah or a chief executive yeah, or yeah a exactly. leadership team. yeah so yeah. you believe this is true <laughs> mm. is it true does your data yeah. show that becomes yeah. essentially the same mm-hmm. conversation yeah. It? yeah yeah it does um so if you talk about keeping data fresh how do you keep you fresh what are your routines your uh, ways of keeping yourself happy, healthy? Mm, well, um, on a more like healthy level, I exercise and I do. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of exercise do you do? Uh, mostly I do strength training and running, and then me and my husband do a lot of hiking. Okay. Uh, you so, just fresh from a, king, yeah. from a kangaroo, kangaroo Valley uh, camping trip where you yeah. hiked and yeah, hiked and canoeing and played with possums. Yeah, <laughs> playing with possums that was that was cool. No, so we so we um, we are very active uh, as a family. Mm-hmm. It's changed over the years, but running and strength training has been like, and and I do yoga. Uh, I do. I'm more like. A, I do yoga regularly, but not like every day. So it's like, um, and then I do meditation. Okay. Uh, How frequently do you do that? That's so interesting you ask because right now I'm on a three six five uh, challenge. Mm-hmm. So eight of April I decided to take on this challenge to meditate every day. Right. So now I'm up to 176 or seven Ooh, or whatever it would be from eight. Of, yeah. So and the, the reason why I that's kind of how I kind of work when it yeah. goes to because I'm very goal oriented. Okay. So I hated strength training. I was I was cardio girl I was bicycling and running and everything yeah (laughs) exactly get a goal and then stick to it and then and then you can't you can't you know you need to stick to the goal you can't stop during that you can stop afterwards Mm -hmm. but just do it and you evaluate so that's what I did with meditation so that's what I do uh to keep myself healthy uh be with friends um and keeping myself up to date, what's happening. I read a lot. What, what uh, kind of things do you read? Do you have podcasts? Or, um, or I do or? listen a lot to 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 books. So I look, I listen to, um, you know, more of like not necessarily personal development, but mm-hmm. leadership, uh, mm-hmm. different leadership um, literature. Um, reading this Elon Musk. You know, and those kind of biographies, that's more in the field that I kind of think it's interesting how they work and how they think and... and, um, Do you read in English or what language do you read in? Uh, I read in English now since I moved here. Uh, when I was back in Sweden, I read in both languages. So now I never hardly read in Swedish anymore. And I do re- listen to TED Talks. I read, you know, on LinkedIn articles that I come across. Talk to me about lessons you've learned. Things you did. Oh. oh, I'm so pleased I learned that when I was X years old. You, I mean, obviously you had a lesson around if I give myself a goal, <laughs> yeah. I can measure and move towards it, yeah. then I will do it. Then you continue. What, what other learn. lessons have you learned? Um, um, 
I mean, um, I'm pretty fast, you know, kind of thinker. I mean, I'm slow in, in some regard, but then I'm kind of fast in some yeah, other. Yeah. So I, I find the solution very, and I very often see where we're heading. Mm-hmm. Um, at least what I think I'm, we are heading and having leadership's roles, uh, I'm very fast also to, this is the steps we're gonna take. Right. I stru- a very structured kind of person, so mm-hmm. I kind of structure it up like, this is the big problem, break it down into pieces. This is this must be one and this must be two and three and four. Yeah, yeah. So this is the way we're gonna do it. Uh, and then you get people along and they're like, well, okay, they don't, you know, you think like they yeah. that they are as fast as I do or have the same, you know, picture of it. Um, so that's a big lesson to to learn that doesn't only come to leadership, but it also comes to friends and everything to, you know, see that they have everything, everyone on, on board and also respect that because it's a, it's a counterpart to this. Um, and it's like the one that's actually kind of struggling that before when I was younger, it was giving me a lot of frustration. It's like, hey, get on the boat, you know, the boat, we are, we are heading off, you know, yeah. the bus is, is going off. And, and then now I'm like, okay, that person probably has some very important information for me. Mm-hmm. So I need to stop for a little while, listen in, what is your information? Because that's, you know, uh, and that's, yeah, because they have a lot of information that's, I need to add on to my fast problem solving yes. journey. Um, sometimes they're necessarily just, you know, not ready. So I need to help, you know, them yeah. push them forward a little bit. But sometimes it's like they're giving me some small, small hints. So I kind of adjust my directions a little bit. So that's a big lesson I've learned. Mm-hmm. Um, and also to be a little bit more uh patient um because no i'm not really (laughs) as good as i would you know as as you know i'm really want things to go fast and and i find the solution pretty fast you know when you can yeah so uh that's one thing um have there been any great successes or great failures that have taught you things you do fail every time, but I don't really. <laughs> you fail every time. No, but I don't really think of them as failure. You get well, this. Okay. My no, failure, I think back. Yes. No, it seems like it's so you know, um, like a, almost a cliche. But well, I, I do. Mean, it is, but it isn't. I mean, it's. But it's I, I got a, I got that question. I mean, you do get this question during an interview years back when I was applying mm-hmm. for a job, and I got so you know, I couldn't even answer it. And I realized afterwards the reason why mm-hmm. is because I don't see it as failure. I yes. see it as lessons. And I have done, you know, so many things during my life that's um, choices that I've done that I thought was like failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, going into nursing instead of going directly to technology. I'm, if I would have done that, I would, you know, uh, I would not be having two children when I was doing my PhD mm-hmm. because I would be finished before and I was struggling being, you know, yeah. working so hard having two young children. And I was also thinking, did I do that wrong? You know, I should yeah. have done it. Was that a failure? But no, it wasn't because... Okay, some things happened, like some Exactly, exactly. And also showing my children, you can do anything whenever it feels like, you know, when you don't need to figure everything out from the first, you know. And um, so a lot of those things, um, 
I mean, buying a house so that I wasn't, you know, maybe I should have waited to buy that house uh, because we weren't really house people. Um, well, I learned that. I learned I wasn't house people in a person, right? Yes, exactly. So, so, so failure teaches you something about yourself. If yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then, failure in inverted commas. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, and since I uh, and I don't and I really like to build teams. Talking about failure because mm-hmm. I it, I never. I never think that we actually are failing, even in right. teams. Yes. I always think, and that's why I try to encourage all my, you know, people around me, colleagues, and 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 everyone, don't let that stop our creation because we need to be creative and and. Uh, it's better to, you know, ask for forgiveness, as Aaron yes, also Aaron, would say. But yes. we, we, we are the same in that. To and then, then do it the other way around because yes. you, you kind of, uh, and also it gets more if you have all these different angles on a problem and you kind of fail a little bit in it. That's also. Um, something they can use. I mean, take research, for instance. Mm-hmm. That's really good. And that's probably why I also like this, because research, when you do, you just you put up your hypothesis, you're going to solve that problem. You start doing what you think is the best way to, to figure this out. And then you go into some branches. You're going to go with all this tree, you know, but you're going into branches. And then you realize, oh my God, this is the wrong cut. This is the wrong branch. Mm-hmm. Then you publish a paper. Don't go that branch. I went that branch. And it's actually success so, so for it's someone else. Exactly. It's the, <laughs> so how, so how not to make it go. <laughs> yeah, yes. exactly. And that's that's so I read someone else's paper and see, okay, I should avoid that branch. Yes. Because someone did that and you know, got the answer that that wasn't the good one. So um I I yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact there's no such thing as failure. There's plenty of lessons though. Yeah, I do lessons all the time. Now you've lived in Australia, you've lived in you're living in Australia now, you've yeah. lived in Sweden, you lived mm. in the US. Mm. Where else have you lived? Oh those Just three, those three yeah. countries. That's yeah. <laughs> um is there anything when you look at the Australian context, is there anything that you've noticed we're good at, bad at? either in terms of how we think or how we're acting, anything, mm. any advice you give or any mm. surprises for you? <laughs> it's, it's hard to say just from one year and I don't want to be like, you know, really that um, judging. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think that Australians are the kindest people. <laughs> people. Uh, yeah, wow. I think you are very kind and you're very helpful and Ooh. considerate and, and, you know, care, you know, on the train you help out you know when someone's struggling if you're asked if i'm just standing on the um you know um martin place out here and just looking at the map someone over my phone is like can i help you and 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 those kind of things i i feel like it's always someone at reach Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really like that. I really wow. like that. Um, well, that is unexpected that you should say that. Uh, it's not, I mean, it's not, well, it's just not, I've, that's unexpected. I yeah. didn't, didn't, didn't know that. No. That's nice to know. I, I mean, that's who, who we are for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's nice. As Sweden are, Swedish are helpful as well, but we are not, I think it's, um, it's probably that we think that we are, you know, doing this, but we don't really make the move or, you know, um, in the same regard as you do here because mm-hmm. you're very helpful yeah and and that's that's a, that's a plus side um if i go to more that i think that uh, australia but it's just i've been near a year but if i go to the businesses mm-hmm. um and just generalizing again but still you know uh this um 
think more of like, you know, a more global point of view, mm-hmm. even though if you are a smaller business, mm-hmm. because it's happening so fast yeah. in this area right now. I'm not so no, you're not isolated anymore. So um, and and that's I'm mean, part of being in a small country in Europe. We kind of have must being you know kind of looking mm-hmm. into other other countries collaborating in a more you know uh, earlier maybe than mm-hmm. kind. Of, Australia, because yes. you have everything here. Yes. You can survive yourself. Mm-hmm. You have everything. You have fruit. You have you know vegetables, and you have you know the meat, and, and then you have all the businesses, and so you can survive here. But and so I would like you know to to lift the view a little bit more and see, because what I what I experience is that not very often, but it happens. Well, that won't work in Australia, right? And that's that's just the most challenging thing. I mean, you can say to me because I'm like, really, really, <laughs> do you want to bet? Yeah, <laughs> it's like a challenge. Yeah, it's a I challenge. <laughs> I know because it's, it's such a good people everywhere here, and it's just you know you have such a good ideas, and when we are not there yet, it's too not digitized or whatever the the answer is, and I'm like, well. I mean, looking at Sweden, for instance, we have the best infrastructure. We have like, you know, 4G or soon 5G on like a mountain top to every person. And you have, compared to Sweden, slow internet, uh, if I compare to mm-hmm. where, you know, Absolutely. as I used yes. to. But still, you delivering services. On top of this, even though you need to sit there and look at this, you know, wheel, just thinking, thinking, thinking while this page is loading or this app is loading on your cell phone or your smartphone, of course. And and back in Sweden, we're kind of like, okay, we have such a great infrastructure, but we haven't really used that as good as we could to build services. So, yeah. yeah, so it's like, if you get the infrastructure and having the mentality to keep on building these services, um, digital services here and there, mm-hmm. you'll just speed ahead of yeah. everyone. You know, yeah. we'll be like, whoa, so hey. the capacity is there. We're yeah. just thinking in a different way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting. So I think it's, um, yeah. <laughs> um, so my last question mm-hmm. uh, is... Uh, Tell me about your daily routine. So we already know that you meditate, that you mm. run, etc. But what's if I were to find a typical day, if there is such thing as a typical mm. day for you, Christina, what what are you? How's it run? Well, I try to get up a little bit early because the morning routine is very important for me. I need to drink my coffee. Mm-hmm. I need to take it a little bit slow. I, I, my best friend used to make fun of me because I always need to look at the news mm-hmm. and watch the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, get a feeling what's, you know, going on. It's not that I necessarily get, you know, like... If it's bad, if things happen, I don't get like my mood down on that. Mm. It's just that I want to know what's going on. And then, um, oh, well, I get ready and get out. I used to train before in the morning, but I don't anymore. So um, when you say you get up early, sorry, just to backtrack, what time is early? 5.30. I don't know. Okay, good. Yes. Six. Um, yeah, 5.36. Yeah. Depends a little bit. And then you're at work by... Eight. Eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then what happens? So, and then I start, um, oh, depending on if I have meetings all, all at once, then I have actually done some work uh, during the night before. But then I, you know, go through, uh, I have like put in my calendar the planning slash admin mm-hmm. half hour when I go through emails and kind of, you know, do yeah, that. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, browsing through and making some assessment, which is which one is like <laughs> urgent and not urgent. And, and are you a digital or a paper person, or do you do both? Well, I'm a digital when it comes to everything, everything like emails and and all that stuff and and books. Mm-hmm. And I don't read books. I would read books. If I read books, I read them uh, on a in digital. Yeah, uh, except for one. Mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. and that is and I think that's kind of my teacher research person coming back when I'm gonna uh, read through something you have written right. and you want feedback from me yes. I need to print it out I would prefer to have like a great chair yeah, yeah. <laughs> chair to sit in yeah. uh, with a light you know and, and my pen yes. and then I do you know yeah, all so the comments and yeah, everything yeah, yeah, yeah. so nowadays because we're not in the same place all the time what I do is that I print it out write in the columns and scan it back in and then scan it back in which is not a bad thing I mean it's, it's a good thing well <laughs> I waste a little bit of time it would be easier if I can just do it you know on the computer right at once and I do sometimes but it's just that I feel that I get a better view of it in some way yeah, yeah. absolutely and there's certainly research to back that up in yeah. terms of how we oh it is really oh, that's yeah. interesting oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. oh yeah there's research oh yeah papers okay. for learning and mm. those, and for learning yeah. especially okay paper is better digital yeah. is better yeah uh, it's possibly the involvement of the kinesthetic it's possibly apparently yeah even taking notes shouldn't tap you shouldn't type take notes mm. I'll, maybe, I'll make a reference I'll send you the yeah notes. <laughs> um, the um, other question I've been asking people and I've been fascinated with the answers is inbox I, I'm an inbox zero person are you an inbox zero person or how many how many how many opened or unopened emails in your inbox generally well <laughs> I do hope, I do wish I was a zero person. Right. Uh, and you I aspire do, to be one. I, I aspire to be one. I, I don't get to that because it gets too many, but I do, um, I keep it on 100. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so uh, and if I, I don't. people on the show who literally said, of 70,000 yeah I know that, that would not no. that would blow my mind no that not would not even blow. open no 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 that would because that's one thing yeah. I always open them uh-huh. even though and then I mark them as unread so those 70s that I have right now you I have them. vetted them all of them yeah. and kind of made an assessment yeah. how urgent they are yeah so I I do look at everyone, so in that regard I'm a zero. But and then I kind of unmark them because I need to kind of respond to them. Yes, so I want yes. to go back, and so then I forget if I mark them red, then I forget to respond. So, so you I have, have a system. system. But yeah. Generally, you're aspiring to zero. Yeah. Box, yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So, you, what time does your day generally finish? Um, I do when I come home. That's that's important thing. I, I when I come home, I need to. I like to add, have dinner together with my, you know whoever is home yes. <laughs> I like the dinner together um, husband or, or if the young adults are home or something then I do training uh, or walking or something act- something active I need to do that every day in some doesn't need to be full training but it's mm-hmm. just a walk uh, and then uh, I go to bed around 10 30 11 mm-hmm. so I try to I really really try to get seven hours sleep. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily always get before I was like into I had some some time then I was like sleeping five hours a night oh, really? yeah a lot of a lot of years I did but I, I realized that that's just dumb it's not effective those two hours is still lost <laughs> so it's better to sleep them <laughs> yes yes I, yes honestly I, I've been reading and I've lots of 
anecdotal evidence yeah. from friends who are like, I started sleeping eight hours and I'm like, God, I've got so much more energy yeah. and I can think better. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And good. the decision making is yes. there. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, so. Wow. Okay. Mm. Um, anything else on your routine? Anything? Do you have other routines? Like once a week you do things that are, I mean, obviously you've talked about. Yeah, once a week. Yeah, we do the hiking. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, I have so much routines during work mm-hmm. uh, like and like planning. Time. So I'm, I'm not really, I would like not to plan too much during the weekends. And and when we go away also on trips, we kind of do the rough plan, plans around yeah. like in the airplanes and hotels, kind of that, those kind of things. Uh, but I don't want to make those kind of lists or... or no. Because I want to to see how I feel, and you know, if I want to sleep in, or you know, just walk, or you know, I don't know, just waste some time playing around in some balcony, sitting in <laughs> with the sun, and you know, whatever. Uh, I I value those times because I don't get them when I work. You know? Yes, you know? exactly. Because the world is so structured. Yeah, and I love it when people come and it's just you know unnoticed and it's just coming. You know, those casual things. I love it in in my free time. Yeah. This is Cindy Tonkin, I'm the Consultant's Consultant, and you've been listening to Smarter Data People. This is part of what I do to understand how it is that data scientists can be more effective in the workplace, smarter, faster and nicer. And if you have a team and you're finding them harder to manage than they could be, if you're constantly trying to squeeze more out of your budget and out of their time, and if you've got stakeholders or they've got stakeholders who are less than happy sometimes, maybe a lot more than sometimes, it can be really annoying and it can make you feel incompetent. I can help you help them get to the important problems faster, target the wasted time and save you time and money, and ultimately delight stakeholders so that you can feel competent again. It's such a good feeling. Talk to me.